At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. The indictment, the latest indictment, and you don't have to be a lawyer to know that this is a total sham. This is not a legal document. It is totally political. I mean, seriously, anybody can understand this. Anyone can see that it's hyper political. All kinds of weird partisan political observations, all kinds of mistakes. And it's all intended to distract us. And I won't let it. I'm going to get to this thing in a little bit. But do you know the whole political world once again shifted yesterday? There can be no excuse for anyone in this country to not be completely and totally convinced that Joe Biden is a congenital liar. I did not know he was on the board of that company. I've never discussed my business or their business, my sons or daughters. I did my job. I never discussed a single thing with my son about anything having to do with Ukraine. No one has indicated I have. It goes on and on like this. You've seen it before. And it's all untrue. This is a guy who told us that he would level with us. He was Mr. Integrity. Lunch pail Joe. And everything is a lie. His whole campaign is a lie. His whole life is a lie. Remember in 1987 when he got busted bragging about college degrees he didn't have and honors that he never got? Anyway, yesterday we found out for about the um, this is actually quite new that Joe himself got on the phone with Hunter's weirdo business associates overseas and just said, hello, how's the weather? We know he was facilitating potentially a bribery scheme. And I'll say it again. This guy, Zlochevsky, who started Burisma, he did not want to talk about the weather. He wanted to know if Hunter could deliver. Can you get your father on the phone because we need things done? Thank you to Devin Archer. Uh, I don't know really what this guy is all about. He used to be friends with Hunter, and apparently he came forward yesterday and told the truth. He has nothing to lose. He's going to jail for a year on a presumably unrelated charge. Uh, This is shocking. This is, well, not to me, but the media finally has to say, all right, this is it. It was ignored mostly again. One show, the most watched news show in the world, actually, ABC World News uh, with David Muir. This is how they did it. And they made a big fat mistake, probably on purpose. And the White House has long said, David, that President Biden and his son were never in business together. David. And to clarify, Aaron, the calls involved Joe Biden when he was not president. This was before the presidency? That's right. Well before the presidency, even after he was vice president out of office, David. Aaron Kuturski tonight. Aaron, thank you. That's not true, even after the vice presidency. That's not true. It encompasses 10 years, including and especially the vice presidency. That was that's the heart of this alleged bribery scheme. There is so much evidence now. House Oversight Committee has established how many millions of dollars came from Ukraine, 17 million to the Biden family. Essentially, everybody but 
Joe, which is kind of suspicious in and of itself. From Romania, oddly enough, a million dollars. From China, at least three million that we know of so far. And this, they basically did it in plain sight. I mean, Joe bragging about how tight he was with Xi, taking Hunter on Air Force Two. This stuff is important. And interestingly, <laughs> what happens today? The indictment happens today. Today, today, today. Well, let's put it up, shall we? What? Let's go through this. So on June 7th, the FBI released documents alleging the Bidens took $10 million in bribes from Burisma. Big deal. The very next day, Jack Smith indicts Trump in the Mar-a-Lago docs case, documents case. This is a pattern. This happens. When something big happens, they, they come in and do something. Uh, July 6th, Hunter goes to court. And actually, the judge seemed to like, kind of throw out that sweetheart deal. Uh, she called it out big time. What happened the very next day? A superseding indictment. Jack Smith adds more charges for Trump in the Mar-a-Lago case. Now, this week, uh, let's see. Yesterday, Devin Archer came forward to establish that, yeah, Joe Biden was making these calls, was very much involved uh, in these calls to Hunter Biden's and Archer's business associates. Today, there is the indictment for the January 6th. Uh, is there a correlation here? I, I, I really think so. I think this is strategy, don't you? It's quite obvious. Now, let's turn to the indictment. Now, here's the part that I think is kind of the laugh out loud part. They're trying to get into Donald Trump's head. Now I'll go through this. They say Donald Trump knew that the election was not stolen. Donald Trump knew that he had lost. How could they know that? How do they know that? Well, they say that the defendant's vice president told the defendant that he had seen no evidence of outcome determinative fraud. The senior leaders of the Justice Department appointed by the defendant told him the same thing. The Director of National Intelligence, the Department of Homeland Security, Cybersecurity, they all told Donald Trump that, no, 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 you didn't win this election. Senior White House attorneys, you can't find these guys anywhere in the Constitution. It's not up to them. It's not. It's up to the pre The president can think whatever he thinks. It's his right. We elected him. He has power. And when has everybody around President Trump been wrong before? It actually happens a lot. Most famously, October of 2016, the Access Hollywood tape comes out. Remember that? Everybody in the world was saying that Trump could not win. Reince Priebus, the head of the Republican Party, made a special trip to Trump Tower saying, it's over. You have to get out now. This is it. Time's up. You can't win. 48 hours later, it was like it never happened. But that weekend was a dark weekend, do you remember? And the whole world said he was finished. He is a habit of being surrounded by people who are wrong. That's important. So they can't get inside his head. And this indictment tries to do that. What else? Vice President Mike Pence. There's a big chunk in here that Mike Pence was pressured. Mike Pence was berated by Donald Trump. Mike Pence was insulted by Donald Trump. You're allowed to berate people. You're allowed, may not make you the nicest guy in the world, but it doesn't make you a criminal. And Mike Pence is a full-grown adult. And what did Mike Pence say in response to any of that stuff? I know what he said to the country two days before January 6th in Georgia. Do you remember? I know we all, we all got our doubts about the last election. 
And I want to assure you, I share the concerns of millions of Americans about voting irregularities. And I promise you, come this Wednesday, we'll have our day in Congress. We'll hear the objections. We'll hear the evidence. If Mike Pence were under so much pressure, if he was withering under that pressure, he could have said out loud at that time, he was in Atlanta, Donald Trump wasn't there, there's only one thing I can do on January 6th, and that's just stand there and be dignified. He could have said that. He could have said, I have no power to do anything on January. He didn't. He played footsie. He tried to convey something else. He could have said, everybody's straight. Um, but you know, they changed the law. They changed it to make it unequivocally ceremonial indicating that prior it was more than just ceremonial, that he had more authority than he realizes. Judge Ludig, remember this guy? He put out a tweet. I think this was in December of 2020. The only responsibility and power of the vice president under the Constitution is to faithfully count the electoral college votes as they have been cast. It's amazing how much attention this tweet from a retired, bitter ex-judge, not a justice, received. It was like, case closed. Judge Ludig has spoken. Um, he's a retired judge, should have gone to the Supreme Court. And even Judge Ludig, when you question him about this, he said that the vice president had more authority. Potentially. Look at what he said. Judge Ludig, at the risk of oversimplifying for the non-lawyers who are watching, is it fair to say that the 12th Amendment basically says two things happen? The vice president opens the certificates and the electoral votes are counted. Is it that straightforward? I would not want that to be my testimony before the Congress of the United States. The language of the 12th Amendment is that simple. All right, so what do you want your testimony to be? It may be that simple, but the interpretation, it's open to interpretation. We have a Supreme Court. They disagree all the time on this stuff. So this indictment comes right out and, and says what the Electoral Count Act of 1887 means. It's not their job, all right? There are people who can disagree on this. The other thing, there's a guy named Jeffrey Clark. I think this dude is a hero. He was a, a, a mid-level. They say he's mid-level. I think they're trying to insult him. He was a senior Justice Department official, and he suspected voter fraud. And he wrote up a memo, and it got to the president, and the president wanted to see him. They go on for paragraphs in this thing about how that violated regulations at the Justice Department. He, he should have asked his boss to go see the president. The president can go see or have anybody come see him who he wants in the entire federal government. These regulations, they actually aren't in the Constitution. <sighs> Finally, Jack Smith today. This was a very unprofessional and weird announcement of this indictment. What he's about to say actually really isn't in this thing. Take a look. Good evening. Today, an indictment was unsealed charging Donald J. Trump with conspiring to defraud the United States, conspiring to disenfranchise voters, and conspiring and attempting to obstruct an official proceeding. The indictment was issued by a grand jury of citizens here in the District of Columbia, and it sets forth the crimes charged in detail. I encourage everyone to read it in full. 
the attack on our nation's capital on January 6, 2021, was an unprecedented assault on the seat of American democracy. As described in the indictment, it was fueled by lies. Lies by the defendant targeted at obstructing a bedrock function of the U.S. government, the nation's process of collecting, counting, and certifying the results of the presidential election. The men and women of law enforcement who defended the U.S. Capitol on January 6th are heroes. They are patriots and they are the very best of us. They did not just defend a building or the people sheltering in it. They put their lives in the line to defend who we are as a country and as a people. They defended the very institutions and principles that define the United States. Since the attack on our Capitol, the Department of Justice has remained committed to ensuring accountability for those criminally responsible for what happened that day. This case is brought consistent with that commitment, and our investigation of other individuals continues. In this case, my office will seek a speedy trial so that our evidence can be tested in court and judged by a jury of citizens. In the meantime, I must emphasize that the indictment is only an allegation and that the defendant must be presumed innocent until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt in a court of law. I would like to thank the members of the Federal Bureau of Investigation who are working on this investigation with my office, as well as the many career prosecutors and law enforcement agents from around the country who have worked on previous January 6th investigations. These women and men are public servants of the very highest order, and it is a privilege to work alongside them. Thank you. Weird. A weird statement. Beware any bureaucrat who hides behind men and women in uniform and heaps praise on them as they do something as dastardly as this indictment. Career prosecutors, the men and women of the Justice Department, of the FBI, none of them are elected. He says that they're investigating whatever fueled the riots, whatever fuel. You know, people have disagreements here. They're conflicting. I want to know who fueled these riots. Black Lives Matter. What about the lies that led to these riots? The lies that went unchecked by our media and Democrats. Systemic racism, police brutality. Hmm? I mean, people were exaggerating that exponentially to the actual threat posed. Maybe we should investigate all of those lies hmm? and have some accountability. I'd like to bring in now Lindsay Halligan. She is an attorney for former President Trump. Uh, Ms. Halligan, welcome to Newsmax. How are you holding up? And uh, what do you think of this whole thing? Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, these charges are all novel theories of law being experimented on a former president and the likely GOP nominee. And the hypocrisy of it all is that this January 6th indictment effectively criminalizes novel legal theories and what most would consider political speech. And make no mistake, this is the Biden, regi Biden regime's warning to all Americans, speak out against the establishment like Donald Trump has done, and they will try to ruin your life. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's my take on it as well. I'm not an attorney. How about when uh, Jack Smith there said he wanted the speedy trial? I know they want to throw him in jail yesterday. Uh, what's your response to that? When would you like to see this thing tried? 
Well, it makes you wonder why, if he wants a speedy trial, why, uh, why did they wait so long? The Department of Justice has secured three indictments and likely four with the Georgia investigation coming up. Uh, all within, what, four to five months, right when President Trump is campaigning. It makes you wonder, why did they wait till now? And now they want a speedy trial. And you have the current president who ostensibly committed real, blatant financial crimes. While Biden and his son are being investigated for those, he's having his Department of Justice uh, stack indictment after indictment on his rival for the next presidency. Now, by stacking indictment on indictment, the Department of Justice is depriving President Trump, in my opinion, of his fair right to a trial. Uh, how can someone be expected to prepare for all of these trials and ensure their right to a speedy trial? You know, after the Russia hoax, after the Durham report, after how they treated Hillary Clinton, what President Trump said on Saturday in Erie, Pennsylvania, makes a lot of sense. Take a look, please. Every time the radical left Democrats, Marxists, communists, and fascists indict me, I consider it actually a great badge of honor. I do. It's a great badge of honor because I'm being indicted for you. That makes total sense, a badge of honor. And it's kind of sad, but the way they've been behaving, they're corrupt. The FBI, we call them Friends of Biden Incorporated, the whole damn system. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, this this attempted takedown of Donald Trump will likely go down as the largest investigation in history. Uh, the Department of Justice has enlisted its so-called biggest prosecutors. And I think I read somewhere that it's on track to spend twenty five million dollars uh, in one year to take him down. And to me, that just demonstrates that they're not following the facts. The facts show that they're trying way too hard to fit the, uh, to fit some to twist and torture some uh, some law to fit the person. And can you believe that despite all of this, he still loves this country? Hey, real quick, can you you you've looked at these prosecutors, you've been in meetings with them. Are they just like, what are they like? I mean, when you call them out, do you call them out on this stuff? You say, guys, fellas, are you serious here? What are they like when you deal with them? Uh, they, they're very professional face-to-face. Uh, -face. I mean, you see Jack Smith is indicting uh, President Trump. He has now indicted President Trump twice in, what, two months? Uh, and then he goes, goes up there, what you just played his statement, and he's, to me, looks incredibly nervous, almost has a shaky voice. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, there's something very, very odd about him, not to mention all of the conflicts of interest through his wife. I mean, it says in the statute, you're going to pick an independent counsel. They're supposed to be independent, impartial. Lindsey Halligan, good luck to you and your colleagues defending President Trump. All the best. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll be right back. Real heroes. Real conflict. Real threats. Real heart. Now, there's a place America gets its news. No agenda. Just the facts. Newsmax. Real news for real people. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. It really is amazing that Trump is in trouble for January 6th stuff. With a statement like that, peacefully and patriotically, compared to how the Democrats talk...
I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you. Everyone beware because they're not going to stop. It is going to they're not going to stop before Election Day in November and they're not going to stop after Election Day. And that should be everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't they're not going to let up and they should not. Now, too many see the protests as the problem. No, the problem is what forced your fellow citizens to take to the streets, persistent and poisonous inequities and injustice. And please show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be when people realize uh, that this is a policy that they defend. It's a horrible thing. Let's make sure we show up wherever we have to show up. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome. (laughs) That's so wild. They have indicted the wrong person again. And when? How about the timing of this indictment? Uh, I have to show this again. It's so wild to me. So what happened in June? In June, we found out the documents, right, from the FBI to Congress alleging the Bidens took $10 million in bribes from Burisma, June 7th. The very next day, the very next day, they indict Trump in the Mar-a-Lago documents case. This goes on, this pattern. Next, please. Uh, in July, July 26th, recently, the uh, sweetheart deal falls apart. Everybody's asking questions. What happens the next day? A superseding, a super duper indictment regarding the uh, regarding Mar-a-Lago. And then uh, this week, Devin Archer comes forward yesterday with that uh, you know bombshell stuff. And today there is an indictment. How about that? Garrett Ziegler, the founder of Marco Polo. They've done so much important stuff. They're a nonprofit research group exposing corruption and blackmail. Nobody has been better with the laptop. Garrett Ziegler, uh, number one, (laughs) you're so good on all this stuff. Your reaction, first of all, to the indictment. Well, I was going to say good evening, and then I caught myself. It's not a good evening. I just made it through 45 pages about 10 minutes before we had this, and the statutes are weak. I mean, obstruct an official proceeding. This has no nothing to do with what they were alleging that Jack Smith was going to get uh, get Trump on. I think that the double standard is uh, apparent to everyone. You know, there's this saying that— uh, you know, uh, causation is very difficult to prove, Greg. Well, that that timeline you just showed on your screen shows that there's like a 72-hour difference between the event involving Hunter Biden and whatever they're doing against Donald Trump. This is all unprecedented. There's little that uh, there, there's little manual for this. There's no precedent for going after your political opponent on three different cases, because remember, in the New York State case, Joey's guy, Matthew Colangelo, went from the DOJ to the NYC DA's office. So Joey's guys are involved in all three cases, the January 6th scam, the documents case, and the New York State case. His fingerprints are on each and every one of them. And his son, 
is uh, hopefully not going to get off for much more. But it appears that the government is on the same side as his son, the prosecutors, mm. Leo Weiss and, and Derek Hines. Yeah, that was pretty wild. They were like colluding almost. Hey, this is to me what obstructing an official proceeding looks like. And this is January 2017. This is January 6th of 2017. People don't realize this, but there were all kinds of protesters actually there on January 6th of 2017. Uh, they, they got parking tickets. They got tickets, actually. I mean, nothing happened to them. And probably it shouldn't happen to them. I mean, the over-the-top the over reaction to the January 6th, 2021 uh, people, but that's what I equate to obstructing a, um, a an official proceeding. Point of personal privilege, Greg, real quick. I was at the White House for the entirety of January 6th. I worked for a man named Peter Navarro. We wrote a report on election fraud. No one wanted uh, to happen what occurred. We wanted there to be two hours of debate per state. That's what our goal was, right? To lay out in front of the American people, we would have had two hours of debate for at least a dozen states, and we would have made McConnell and all of the rhinos sit there and go through the election fraud evidence. So this idea that he wanted what occurred to happen is a joke. And now that we know Jade Sacker and all of these other people were embedded in, into the crowd, it fits in, into their entire narrative. It's, it's a sad day. No, I, I, that's one of the reasons why I was so incensed on January 6th when that Horns guy was walking around the Senate. And I'm like, we want to hear the objections. Yes. And, and those guys stopped the objections. And a lot of people said, oh, we can't object anymore. Um, all right, final, final uh, yes. thoughts on Hunter yesterday. I'm sorry, Devin Archer yesterday. All the stuff we found out, uh, although some of us knew that already. I yeah. wanted it to be more. I wanted it to feel like more of a game changer. I'm told internally at the White House they're nervous. What are you hearing? I think it all depends on what the transcript says. I this is the only time in my life where I agree with Dan Goldman. I think Dan Goldman is a is a terrible uh, terrible liar. However, we have to see the transcript to understand what the spin is. Just like Shapley and Ziegler, the IRS whistleblowers that came forward, their transcripts were insane. Once, once I see the transcript, I'll be able to uh, provide some value in the analysis. But right now, yeah. it's just what individual uh, members are calling wins on their part. Garrett Ziegler. I, I, I can talk to you again about it. We'll have you back. Uh, Garrett Ziegler. Marco Polo, please check it out. Great stuff. Thank you, sir. We'll be right back. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. Mr. Smith and his team are experienced, principled, career agents and prosecutors to follow the facts and the law wherever they be. What's he saying? He's uh, he's saying that Jack Smith is a good guy. No, he's not. He shouldn't have been appointed. He, he is, by definition, not impartial. And the guy's supposed to be impartial. His wife makes documentaries with Michelle Obama. It's true. Uh, Mara Garland. Hmm. Uh, we're joined now by Monica Crowley, former assistant secretary of the Treasury under President Trump and host of the awesome The Monica Crowley podcast. And Rick Gates, great political operative, former Trump campaign aide. Welcome to you both. I've been through it. I think it's a joke, but 
out. I'd love to know what you guys think. Monica, the, the indictment that is. Well, another day, Greg, another bogus indictment of President Trump. And, you know, you go through this indictment and it's just as flimsy and thin and, frankly, horrifying and dangerous to the country as the previous two. And we anticipate one more round of indictments coming out of Georgia. So there'll be a grand total of four, maybe five uh, indictments of President Trump. But this one, Greg, like the previous ones, are not really about the law, right? Like none of this has anything to do with the rule of law or any crimes committed by Donald Trump. Donald Trump did not do anything wrong. This is about indicting uh, not just this man who is an existential threat to the entire ruling class and the globalist elites who want to destroy the country, um, but it's also an indictment of all of us. It's an indictment of the America First movement. They need to stop us in our tracks. Donald Trump, of course, is the most obvious symbol of the America First movement, but it's really all of us. So all of these indictments, Greg, very flimsy on the law. They're just making it up as they go along. But these things are really messaging events. They're messaging to Donald Trump, but they're also messaging to anybody else who might have the courage to stand up face down the deep state, the permanent administrative state, the propaganda press, the globalists, and say, stop, we disapprove of what you're doing, and we're going to end it. These things are messaging events to all of us to not even think about it. And that is what makes all of this incredibly dangerous to the future of this republic. Wow. So powerful, Monica. Rick Gates, please, your thoughts, sir. Greg, first, the bad news. It's the third indictment. It's going to require President Trump to spend time, money, other resources, obviously defending against it, which is going to pull him away from the campaign trail. The good news is, is that his poll numbers are going to go up. He's going to raise a ton of money from it. Uh, it, it most importantly, I think it didn't contain any um, crime against uh, insurrection. And this is the one that a lot of people were fearful about because that's the one that would actually knock Donald Trump out of being a formal candidate. So the fact that the DOJ couldn't come up with some crazy idea to put that in now clears the path for him to be able to run. And more importantly, it's showing the American people, whether you like Donald Trump or not, the majority of Americans out there are saying enough is enough. I may not like Donald Trump, but this is nuts. No American should endure this. Um, you know, yesterday we had a lot of great, uh, I mean, very interesting news about Hunter Biden. Devin Archer comes forward. And the fake news, uh, I don't think I've seen a story about Africa in a very long time. And today, last night they did a story on Niger. <laughs> Tonight, the first glimpse of Niger's democratically elected president, Mohamed Bazoum. Not seen since last week after a coup. Bazoum smiling. Now, Niger is... Well, sorry, but they have coups there rather frequently, and they gave three minutes. If any American can figure out Niger on a map, good for them. There it is. With a little help, we can all find it. Uh, but, Monica, uh, the way the media are totally uh, going bananas with this indictment and ignoring still um, real evidence of real corruption in the Biden family. Yeah, you know, this has been the pattern over the last four months, Greg, that literally the next day after you hear incredible mountainous evidence of Biden family corruption, literally the next day, Merrick Garland and the corrupt DOJ, Biden DOJ, go after Donald Trump with an indictment. So this is time and again, every time they're trying to distract from the actual collusion. 
the actual corruption of the Biden crime family, they're actually indicting Donald Trump for Joe Biden's crimes and the yeah. crimes of his family, right? I would also point out that in addition to what we saw yesterday of this voluminous evidence of actual bribery, textbook bribery, and possibly even yeah. treason on the part of uh, Joe Biden selling out the country, we also got a Project Veritas video on which Ashley Biden is admitting that the diary is hers, in which she recounts inappropriate sexual contact and showers with her father. Yeah. So again, we have this massive distraction where they're throwing out a false flag, a, a shiny object on Donald Trump to distract us from the actual crimes of the sitting president. Monica Crowley, check her out. Check out our podcast. And Rick Gates, if you're running for something, he's the man to see. Thank you both very much. We'll be right back. Thanks, Rick. Remember him, Rappensberger, the Secretary of State of Georgia. He was very nervous. He didn't like the way Donald Trump talked to him during that phone call. That's in the indictment. Oh, I felt threatened. I felt, oh, I felt like I was... Well, anyway, this guy is probably threatened and nervous around his own cat. Take a look at his book. He, he says he's a Trump supporter. I don't think so. He lets the truth slip in his book. Beginning long before the election and every day since, President Trump had attacked the foundation of our democracy and undermined Americans' faith in our electoral institutions. A Republican, you see that? Long before the election, this guy... All of them. And talking to him a little bit aggressively, I guess that's illegal now. Joe DeGeneva, great attorney, former U.S. attorney for Washington, D.C., Newsmax contributor. Joe, welcome back. Uh, I'd love to get your thoughts on this thing. I know you've been through it. You've been on the shows. But tell us, what do you think of this indictment? I think the indictment is a disgrace. Uh, it is cobbled together. He couldn't charge the president with the things he really wanted to charge him with, like insurrection and rebellion. So he has basically bootstrapped and cobbled together uh, an amazingly, outrageously, overly broad, false charge against the president of the United States, four counts. But it's just even worse than the fact that it's a lousy piece of legal work is that he's decided to bring it. And then he gets up, he commits prosecutorial misconduct during his news conference, doesn't take any questions makes outrageous comments about January 6th in an effort to inflame a potential jury pool against the president, where he already has an advantage given the jury pool in the District of Columbia. Uh, I, I think this is another nail in the coffin of how disgraceful the stewardship of Merrick Garland has been. And the performance by this guy, Jack Smith, is just appalling. I, I got to tell you something. As a former United States attorney, watching this guy perform and return an indictment like this is very, very embarrassing. Yeah, Jack Smith uh, looked very, very nervous and weird. We can roll video of him, and uh, we played his oh, entire— Oh, he's weird. What's that? He's weird. He's weird. He's very weird. Uh, and is it me? Look, I'm not a lawyer. I don't read these indictments very often, but it did not read the way I think indictments are supposed to read. This read like the January 6th report. This read like a yes. political document, right? That's exactly what it is, uh, Greg. It's a political document. It's very poorly drafted, but it's slimy in the sense that he, he tries to smear the president with everything around January 6th. 
And then he creates these crimes, which really are not crimes. Uh, I, I'm just amazed at what he thinks he's going to get away with. And, and I must say, though, he has drawn a very good judge for his case because Judge Tanya Chatkin is very pro-government. She has given extremely long sentences to January 6th defendants, uh, longer than the government has recommended in most cases. She used to work for Hunter Biden's old law firm in New York. Uh, she's a she's a very, she's going to be extremely difficult for the Trump team to try this case in front of. And I predict she will not dismiss any of the counts. She's going to be very pro-government, and Trump's going to have a really tough time in front of her. Well, um, that doesn't sound good. Is there a way? You can get a different judge or a different venue. And how far can you kick this thing down the road? Because it really does not deserve its stay in court. So um, he said he wants a speedy trial. How long? How, what would you suggest the, uh, the Trump team do now? Well, well, they've got to file a motion for a change of venue and preserve that issue on appeal, because there's no way that President Trump can get a fair trial in the District of Columbia, given the jury pool. Now, he can't appeal that if she denies it a change of venue. He can't appeal that pre-trial. He has to wait till there's a conviction and then he appeals that. Yeah. But on the speedy trial, he can't he can't he's not going to be able to go to trial in New York, in Miami, in Washington, and next in Georgia because he's going to be indicted in Georgia. So there's going to have to be some accommodation made mm -hmm. when there are multiple democratic prosecutors bringing charges against him to tie him up in court. That, you know, it's really a joke for Jack Smith to say, I want a speedy trial. Let's see. He wants a speedy trial in Miami, and he wants a speedy trial in Washington, D.C. <laughs> I got an idea, Jack. I, how about this, Jack? Let's try them both in one courtroom, two judges sitting there at the same time. How about that? that that'd get it done pretty fast. And you know what? He would probably like that. Well, Judge Geneva, thank you. Thank you. I... Uh... We're so privileged that you're uh, you're a part of Newsmax, really, and uh, especially on Thanks. days like today. You're Thank fine. you. Thank you. You're sir. very kind. Thank yeah, you. It's true. We'll be right back. Thanks. I'm here today to announce the appointment of Robert Herr as a special counsel, pursuant to Department of Justice regulations governing such matters. In keeping with those regulations, I have today notified the designated members of each House of Congress of the appointment. Robert who? Robert Herr. Remember him? Has anybody? What happened to this guy? This is the guy who's investigating Joe Biden. Joe Biden over the uh, documents that have been in his house since 1974, right? The classified documents. Robert Herr, where has he been? Jack Smith is all over the place. The whole thing stinks. Caroline Levitt joins us, spokeswoman for Make America Great Again, Inc., and she was a former, oh, you were in the press office at the White House. Uh, anyway, great to see you. What is, uh, what's MAGA Inc.? What do you guys think of this indictment? I mean, let's face it, quite frankly, these indictments have been good for fundraising and for polling, right? Yeah, well, these indictments certainly have emboldened Republicans and common sense independents and any American who has two brain cells to rub together <laughs> to look at these sham indictments and realize there's never a case there's never a crime. And for your listener or your audience who hasn't read this indictment that came out today, I would encourage them to because it reads more like a Washington Post column than it does a legal case against the former president of the United States. And while these indictments are laughable and they have been helpful in rallying the, the troops and the support for President Trump's campaign, 
This is a very sc scary and sad day for the United States of America. This indictment today basically says that the U.S. government is targeting its chief political opponent because they deemed his speech unlawful. They deemed his thought unlawful. They are criminalizing his statement, encouraging people to peacefully protest. That sets a very dangerous precedent in this nation. Are we not allowed to contest election results? Are we not allowed to question the integrity of our elections? Well, Greg, as you know well, Nancy Pelosi and Stacey Abram and the Democrats, they do that a lot. But Donald Trump and his supporters aren't allowed to. It's a two-tier system. We have reached banana republic status. It's a travesty, but rest assured to your viewers, Donald Trump is undeterred. He will continue to fight this all the way back to the White House, and he will rip apart this deep state and bring justice to Joe Biden, Merrick Garland, and Jack Smith, the henchmen who have moved this sham indictment forward today. Damn. All right. I love it. Hey, oh, by the way, something else. You know, you're allowed to think, you're allowed to speak, and you're allowed to not listen to your advisors. You're allowed to think maybe your advisors are wrong. There's a big chunk in this indictment that, you know, his staff said that the election was fine. Some deputy attorney general said it was fine. Even the attorney general said it was fine. You know, they're not in the Constitution. It's not up to them. Some of those people had no expertise in what they were opining on. And do you remember every staff member, every Republican in the world trying to get Donald Trump to quit after the Access Hollywood tape? Remember how dark it looked that one uh, that weekend? And he stayed in it. He didn't listen to Reince Priebus and every other Republican. He stayed in the race. And look what happened next. Hey, what do they do? What do you guys do at MAGA Inc.? What 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 is that? A PAC Inc.? What is the Inc. part? <laughs> It's Make America Great Again Incorporated. We are the official super PAC supporting President Trump's reelection campaign. We had uh, we put a big dent in Ron DeSanctimonious's poll numbers. I'll tell you that we were the run, ones running those ads exposing him for his federal national sales tax or his vote to cut Social Security from our hardworking seniors three times when he was a member of Congress. And so uh, now we're focused on continuing to expose the truths about yeah. the other rhino Republicans in the race, but also making sure Americans see the contrast between Joe Biden and Donald Trump so we can get this man back in the White House for another four years. All right, Caroline Levitt. And you know what? Once this campaign is over, I would love it if the DeSantis people and the Trump people could be friends again. That would be nice. We'll see. Thank you very much. Read the indictment. You'll see. It's a joke. I'll see you tomorrow.